Well, we're going to jump into Q&A. Thanks for sticking around. If you're sticking around oh. in person or on, oh my I'm goodness, jumping look at jumping said, right into said. it. So if you got any uh, questions or comments, text them in to 360-447-8474. How about this? When you, do, okay. when you get to the end of the song, yeah. 8474, you go something like, boom, versus... But it's a twinkle. <laughs> I, I, I know, but... Do you have to twinkle? <laughs> I, it's instinctual, it's my twinkle. Yeah. It's instinctual. Uh -huh. Yes, okay. Um, all right, yeah, so you got the number, text them in. We got a couple of questions in here. Look, I just told you, this is an interesting sermon for me because it, it, it Jesus keeps, it, <laughs> it, it, it just kept uh, building and burrowing and I don't know, there's some things in it that for some reason are just in real time blossoming here. But your scripture stacks for this one, I think this is one of these ones where, where you do a big, uh, a bunch of connected scripture that seems to be speaking on um, certain terms uh, or a topics. Topic, yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> if, if this has been you, if you've listened to these things and you haven't, you know, it's really easy to tune out sometimes, but if you are hearing what each one of these things is saying, and then you go look up where you're the pulling context. these from, the context. And you realize that even it's more. This is probably, yeah, some of my favorite examples of that in the message is talking about how this works like this. So this, I just, I, I want to encourage everyone to actually check that out. Check his work, because I love stuff check like that. Check my work. When you, when you see that and you go, does it really just say it like that? Does it really? Because, like you said, I go, nah, you've read this a bunch, but it's not that obvious. It seems so obvious now when I read it. And I go, well, yeah, of course that's with the millstone. And look of there, course. he's talking about Leviathan there. That's a weird name. I when should you know read, that. I know. When you read in Isaiah, uh, what is it, 27, verse 1, where it's, well, with his sword, great and strong, he's going to go punish Leviathan. You know, Leviathan, he says Leviathan like three, yeah. three times. Leviathan, that uh, fleeing serpent. Leviathan, that twisting serpent. Yeah. The, uh, this says reptile of the sea, but you know what old King James says? The dragon. Yeah. The dragon of the sea. Sing to the dragon of a vineyard of red wine. Yeah. And it's because, you find out it's because uh, they're drinking the wine till they're inflamed and because their sin is great. And you go, did you really just say great fiery red dragon because that's straight out of revelation mm -hmm. you know what the chapter is before leviathan it's the it's the beast the chapter before leviathan oh, in job I, in jo oh, oh yes yes yes, yes. It's, the, what's the name of the beast behemoth behemoth behemoth, behemoth. it's a beast and so you got one chapter on the beast one chapter on the dragon mm -hmm. in the first book written uh-huh then in the last book written you've got a uh, beasts and dragons yeah there's like Wait a minute. A lot of people don't realize Job's the first book, but it's the one that in the book says you haven't written a book yet, God. Yeah, right, right. I wish and, you would write a book. And we mysteriously, you know, scholarly sources say we, we don't have a date for it, so right. it is. Okay. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, really, really. I mean, it's just one that I think requires a second helping of. I would just like really like go through those and, it started and read out them. to actually be a sermon on Legion. Yeah, and then yeah, Leviathan yeah, yeah. took over, uh -huh. and I thought, well, it's too late to take Legion out. I know. Okay, so let's just make it a huge tease, I know. and we'll get right down to the end, and then. And okay, so I personally, I because I've I've watched this happen, and I've been inspired by it because it so parallels me. But this journey of yours to anybody 
who has the audacity, which is to be what I'm gonna call dangerously honest, which I think Christians could all use a dose of because when I was in my pre-Christian days, that was one of the things that I tried to hold the feet to the fire of Christians. My grandma being one of them is saying, do you really, you know, do you really believe it? Are you really, are you really so sure? Is that a tight enough argument for you? And so when you say, look, I was pastoring and I came in and I, I was pastoring this church. <laughs> I know. And I threw it down and said, and that is what I said. And I think that is refreshing. And like I said, dangerously honest, but important. Do you because hear how quiet it got? With, <laughs> I know. I knew I had that funny follow-up line that Ken yeah, did. Yeah, that. yeah, like, yeah. Okay, that'll help. It's just like right. it sucked all the air out of the room. Because, it, yeah. It, People are doing the math going, wait, but you started pastoring four, 15 years right. ago. No, I was a pastor here when I did that. Yeah. It was from studying for sermons and all. Yeah. I went, I can't make sense of this. Uh-huh. And I've got stacks of commentators because I was trying to control the Bible. I was trying to make it all say a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what didn't work. And I didn't like reading it. Right. I love God's word and I love the Lord. But I kind of grew up in a family where did you uh, go in your room and you read your 10 minutes today. And so going and reading was like, oh. Right. And so uh, Ken says, tell tell daddy what the problem is. (laughs) And I started laughing. I was so mad at the time. And I started laughing. I sat down and I just said, it's just no one. Do you know that no one can make sense of it? Yeah, they're not. And he's, I know. He's, why not? Well, and I'm talking, and then he says, so maybe everyone's doing it wrong. Is there a different way you could do it? Well, I don't know. Well, do you, have you read it all? Do you know all this? Or are you just listening to what other people say? And finally, I realized, no, I don't like it. I right. don't read it. Well, you think maybe that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Has yeah. daddy figured out the problem? <laughs> right. And I think that's when I started praying that God would help me like it. Yeah. Just help me like it. Right. Um... I'll tell you. Uh, you know who can relate to this? Anyone who has who works out because they love the effects of working out. Right. They right. love the effects, but just it's like torture to get themselves to the gym. Oh, I, I don't. I just don't but, like working and yet, out. And but, yet, but when, they love. When you get into it, though, like because that's it's always hard to start. But once you no, get into me, the swing I of things, like <laughs> it becomes part of your thing, and then you want to do better, and then you're oh, you got new goals because they're you're a little stronger, and my, it's all sorts of fun stuff. My first, how long have I been pastoring? Ninety seven. So what's that? Uh, that's twenty five years. Twenty five years. Yeah. Okay, so and it's about fifteen. I don't have a date written down, but mm-hmm. it was about. It could have been eighteen, fifteen, eighteen, but it was somewhere there. Yeah. Those first seven years or so, I was just trying to get out. I was just, I was doing church, trying to get it to a place because I was going to go to Hollywood. I'm going to go make movies. Right, right, right. I'm going to write movies. I'm learning about scripts. I did Project Greenlight. And, uh, you know, I'm hobnobbing with old Matt Damon. (laughs) Right, right. And anyway, but then after starting to see what the Bible is, my whole world changed. It's like, I'm not trying to get out of here. I want to get more into it. Yeah. And actually, I was going to make you uh, have this little brief conversation, because right after first service, we had a little chat with some people who were uh, saying some things, and one of them said to you, 
you know, I've, I've found out, I've nailed down what it is uh, I like about what you're saying here. It's that you're a storyteller. You're telling this story. And you had an, a really interesting insight about oh. the sort of evolution of storytelling <clears throat> in Hollywood and scribes and Pharisees. If you could relate that sure. a because I thought it was a great well, I little... was just saying, like in Jesus' day with the rabbis, they had it right. You have, you'll see it in the Bible. You had uh, scribes, also called lawyers. They were the theologians. They figured things right, out. Right, right. Then you had the rabbis who were the teachers, and they had all the personality. And so, personality. They would, so they would even, so they would go to the scribes. Have I got the theology right? Have I got the rules? Okay. And then they would teach it. And you go like the Purim, when it's uh, the, the Feast of Esther, today even. And they yeah. have the congregation yelling, boo, and It's yay. like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like, throw and rice. It is. This. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and the rabbis, they're full of life, and they're storytellers. Yeah. And that's what Jesus is. We see him uh, coming, and no one speaks like this man does. And so that's how it should work. Yeah. There's the, the theo theologians who are minded that way, usually a dry lot. Usually a, 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 a dry bunch, those theologians. Um, and then the, the people who write scripts and write poems and write music and, and paint and the artists and the storytellers through whatever breathe medium. It, breathe life and into so it. And so what did it, Satan yeah. do? Satan built all uh, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, the, the other holiness, um, Thornwood. And because it's really just the Hollywood's right, just a right. sticker bush. And... And put the word out, if there are any believers in the country that are really good at storytelling through any medium, come away from the church because we'll give you whatever. We'll give you money to fame, a little golden idol, uh, yeah. the fortunes, a red carpet. You yeah. to, uh, what do you want? You know, Just adoration. All the lusts. Yeah. We'll give it to you. Just whatever you do, don't tell any stories about the Bible yeah. because you're good and at so it. It just sucks everything in. So what's left is all the faithful theologians in the church. And there's no one to step up and start pastoring. So all the theologians step up and pastor. And after a few decades, that becomes normal. And now we look at the church at large and we expect a dry, dull theologian to be teaching. This wasn't how it's supposed to work. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, because that stuff is fascinating. Like, I, if you read, like, a journal of theology, theology. Yeah, when you get into it, you know, but that's esoteric. It's written to a very specific audience. It's not going to be those, for... Those used to be the professors. Yeah, that's not but for now, kids, But you now know? they're pastors because who else? They're right. the faithful. Right, They're right. just doing what they can. Yep. But the really good storytellers, not... not Everywhere, not obviously. bar, not yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, just on. So it, that's my little take on. Yeah, all yeah. Of... I thought that was great because that is. You wonder, like, look at how good we make movies and stuff. Look at how great we've gotten at that. And then I always went though, but how come Christians are lagging so much? Yeah. Like, how come that's been such a, a difficulty for us? Well, I think you're. I think you're spot on. I think we offer them the world to say, "Go away from the church." Okay. Um, what did Leviathan eat? Don't answer. Fish and ships. <laughs> this is bad. I know. I oh, love our congregation. Fish and ships. Yep, that's right. <laughs> um, somebody wanted to add. That's too somebody, good to just move <laughs> on. Um, what translation says hallelujah? I've been looking in the New King James Version mm -hmm. on. They say praise. You can find praise, yah, but you have to go to. Uh, 
an actual old Jewish Somebody just told me today, I wish I would have asked. They said, I found an old Jewish Bible that said, Hallelujah. That's awesome. But they were looking high and low, and they found it in an old Jewish Bible. Yeah, it's, it's tricky because New even King some James, of them... New King James says, Praise Yah. And if you look in the New King James on those praises, at least on mine, probably not all the same, obviously, has a little note that says it's Hallelujah. Right, right. Um, oh, also somebody just wanted to know from, this is from last week since we weren't here, will the church be live streaming the baptism? Um, they they got to right? go back east and they'd love to. And I go, yes, yeah, yeah I we, we are planning on it. So definitely stay, t- I think it's just going to be right after service. We're not service. saying we'll it'll work, we're saying we're going to try. <laughs> it's going to work great. Um, last time it didn't work so good. Yeah, well, we figure things out. Um, beep, boop, Do boop. we? It's <laughs> <laughs> so as good as it gets down here, guys. It's always going to be that way. <laughs> Um, one thing that is so fun is that there are so many layers to the word. For example, you used a verse that said, to what can God compare Jerusalem? To the sea. The sea is a metaphor that works because it is a real thing. Leviathan could be that too, both metaphor oh. and real visual aid I'm not to help us Levi- understand yeah, I'm not the comparison. Just a thought. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Because like when they compare Israel to a horse and a chariot, there were horses and chariots. There were vineyards. So I'm not saying Leviathan was a mythological creature that didn't exist. It might be a crocodile or a whale. Right. I am saying he's not the, you're, you're loting the Ugaritic mythology. Yeah, yeah. Because Paul says we don't believe in mythologies. Um, here you go. I'm wondering if there's a correlation between Leviathan slash dragon and Rahab. Oh, good heavens, yes. Because that's also in Job, where he says he's pierced the fleeing serpent and cut Rahab into many pieces. And then Isaiah says... (laughs) But he just says stuff. That's just who cares. Don't worry about it. He pierced the fleeing serpent and cut Rahab, the proud, into many pieces. Leviathan's the king of the proud, the proud children. Isaiah says he's going to punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent. You mean the one that he pierces in Job? Yes. And then it picks it up again. I think it's in Ezekiel somewhere, or else it's somewhere else in Isaiah. Where, uh, oh, arm of God, awake, awake, oh, arm of God. Was it not you who pierced the fleeing serpent and cut Rahab into many pieces? And it's like, I love that line because arm of God is a name for the Messiah, for Jesus. In Job, it says, um, it talks about Yahweh, the big name for God, Yahweh pierced the fleeing serpent and cut Rahab into many pieces. So those two lines are so incredibly weird. And you were talking about this. Why is God write weird? Because it's written to be remembered. You, especially as a kid, you got to realize who the Bible is written for. Mm-hmm. Remember Jesus said the kingdom was made for such as these, the little children. You go, why was it made for little children? You go, because God couldn't wait till Jesus was an adult to start telling him who he was. Mm-hmm. He grew in wisdom because he had to grow in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. And so I love to picture little Jesus reading, you know, hey, it looks like you guys said I'm the Messiah and the, they said the star and all that and I'm it. Yeah, you are. Yeshua, you're the Messiah. Said, okay, I guess we got to keep this under wraps. Uh, this says the Messiah is called the arm of God. Look at this. Oh, wow. So all the things about the arm of God is you. Huh. Well, look at this. It says, uh, over here it says... Uh, Yeshua, or, or, or Yahweh, pierced the fleeing serpent and cut Rahab into many pieces. And over here it says, awake, awake, uh, arm of God. And that's me. Um, was it not you? 
pierce the fleeing serpent and cut uh, Rahab into me pieces. And little Jesus, I mean, it doesn't take a, a rocket science. He's so wait, so one, how am I asleep? And two, I'm supposed to wake up and, and realize it's me, but it says it's Yahweh. Am I supposed to wake up and realize I'm Yahweh? To which all the rabbis said, let's get him out of here. So when he was 12 and went into the temple and asked the questions and dumbfounded everyone, I like to think that might have been one. Um, You know, it says that Yahweh cut Rahab into many pieces and pierced willing servant. And you know, it says that uh, the Messiah is uh, the arm of God. Why does it say awake arm of God? It was you. So they want to know who's, who is Rahab in those verses? Uh, Rahab is a personification of the prideful. It's not a, mm-hmm. they're not speaking to an actual person. And a lot of your versions won't have the name Rahab. But if you look in Isaiah, it's Egypt because they, he called them Rahab Bachmashef. <laughs> I don't know the other two parts of the word, but it starts with Rahab. Go look up the Psalm. I think it's 84 or so where it says uh, to one who knows his word, uh, I will mention uh, Rahab and Babylon for they were born in Zion. Mm-hmm. Just more pieces. They're all pieces to a puzzle that will put it that's impossible to do mm-hmm. but will put itself together if we do what Ezekiel 3:10 says same thing he told Jesus son of man receive every word i've spoken into your heart and have ears to hear which is why Jesus always yelled out he was here's to okay, right right okay Fo- yes. follow up could leviathan be a representation of the spiritual rebellion and rahab be the representation of the human rebellion ooh sure well Run that through your dominoes, and I, yeah, it doesn't I'm, have a, that's, which is okay. Which while that's going on in the background there, that's one of the the points here that I think is very important. That's kind of been threaded through what we've been talking about these last few weeks. Um, you said we help each other load it in, and he sorts it out and uses whatever is stored to speak. I think that is so concise and exact and not like we could just need to pause and hear that, that that's the best, easiest, clearest, unquestionable way for God to speak directly to you is the more that you have of his word in there, the more that you can pull it out and apply it and hear him and have it talk back. It's not a secret. He speaks through his word. (laughs) And 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 yet it is though. I mean, it's so funny. Like you said, you like somehow we like to read about it, but not it, it. Right. So some, that is just such a trick that just goes to prove how important it must be. How Because we don't believe that it works the way it lo- it's supposed to work. Right. It's like, well, these are just stories that don't, I don't relate to this story at all. And he goes, you don't right now the way you're looking at it. Right. Load it in. Learn it but, and learn the others and watch what and, I And we love it. If you've ever, if you remember being a kid and watching a movie that was more of an adult movie that started, and you start that first one when you realize that you were getting old enough to catch what was happening in the plot and the setup and the bad guy, and all of a sudden you go, oh, wow, that was really neat. Do all your adult movies do? And you start to grow up and see how cool they can get. And you like being confused for an hour and a half while you're, who did it? Who did it? And you're just, it's, you know, I had that exact uh, experience um, Friday. My oldest grandson is staying with us, and we watched uh, Last Kids on Earth. I'm not saying I recommend it, but we were watching it. <laughs> and it's got some adult-level humor in it. Right. You know, like a lot of the cartoons do. And he's uh, getting older now. And so with each of these jokes, we both laugh, and then he would turn to me and explain it. And it was... <laughs> 
the most adorable thing ever. Do you get why? Because she, and I, you know, it's like he's just getting them. Right, right. And, and you want a shirt because you're like, because he's, that's who's there. And it sounds like. And that's the Bible. And that's how you feel. Chopsticks. Look at me. Look at me. I'm making music. Right, right. You just start doing it. God will meet you and he'll start doing it. Um, and like you said also kind of at the end there, it's, you start by storing up the obvious lessons and the clear, simple stories. Sunday school has it right on a lot of these where you don't need to figure out now exactly but, how but old. I do think that's another trick of the devil. What is to make it to keep it Sunday school? Why do we? Yeah, you, they're doing it right. Start the kids young. Right. But what did we do? We go, oh, that's for kids. Right. The Bible is for kids. Right. But we're older now. We should argue theology. Right. And you forget. So bizarre. They're not children's stories. And that's the thing. We think we know the stories because we heard them in Sunday school. No, you heard like a heavily edited version um, because sanitized. these are very adult stories. Right, right. That are not terrifically difficult or complicated in and of themselves, though, like a No, but simple... a lot of them are just nasty but and again, violent. Again, and... Listen, I think that's a little bit of our contemporary cultural bias because if you read those old Grimm and Hans Christian Andersen, I mean, they're pretty grim. There's a lot of those, like, <laughs> and then the they eviscerated and ate the, and you're like, oh, oh okay. yeah, so. Okay. Kids are just a bunch of, <laughs> never mind. Kids are great. We can, we can we give them a little. More? Nothing right now, nope, I think that's it okay. for now. So uh, we're going to get to this demoniac. I'm hoping. Yeah. <clears throat> that's what I'm planning. Because teeing it up, I know, and that because is. Because we've, we've uh, got a great thing going. You know, one of, in, uh, I might even talk about the harmonization that I have not published because I'm waiting for a couple of these major problems to resolve right. themselves and one did. Yeah. And so we've been celebrating this week because, oh, was it two demoniacs or was it one? And there's and when you approach it like a story, I, I mean, I, this whole last week, it's just been like a writer's room script writing where you go, but you can't have him say that. Like you, ha you can't right, say that. We have all the pieces out on the table going, no, but it can't be Look, two if, there. If because... Luke's saying this and Matthew's saying this, I mean, like if these are the things, we can't have him be here and say it at this and time And we wouldn't have put in the hours if we didn't believe it's perfect it was written as a mm -hmm. puzzle to be solved. And I'll tell you, the, the most heartening thing of that is, is no matter what, even the ones that are wrong, if you just stop and investigate something like that, what did we throw out, 20, 30 different ideas where you're like, okay, well, maybe it's this, maybe he means it like this. And just <laughs> doing that, you realize there are so many ways to hear things that you have just not even, because I heard it my first way and that was the right way. But if you just keep saying, okay, well, let's say he's saying it to the demon. No, let's say he's saying it to the man via the demon. Let's say he says it to both of them. Let's, you know, and just go back and forth and all that. One of them will click and then you'll find the truth. I think that's all I got, though. So okay, we can skip love back to work. Yeah, love you guys. Let's do it in again. the room and online. That's right. Okay, <laughs> bye.